welcome to the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. I'm David Lorimer, co-editor of a new book, Spiritual Awakenings, Scientists and Academics Describe Their Experiences. It's published by the Academy for the Advancement of Post-Materialist Sciences and is available in paperback and Kindle editions. In this series of weekly podcasts, we'll be sharing the 57 original essays together with introductions and epilogue from my co-editor, Professor Marjorie Willicott. We hope you enjoy them. A Spiritual Awakening and Turning Point in 1965 by Nicholas Hager My spiritual development was a lengthy process during which I experienced full illumination in London in 1971, as I describe in My Double Life 1, This Dark Wood, and My Double Life 2, A Rainbow Over the Hills. My awakening and turning point took place nearly six years earlier in 1965 in Japan, where I was a professor of English literature. That was when I underwent a centre shift without fully understanding what was happening and began living in a deeper part of myself with unitive vision that eventually came to be permanently aware of the order, unity and harmony within the universe. I had always known I had to get myself to Japan to uncover the wisdom of the East. In 1964, I was taken to meditate in the Zen Koganji temple and glimpsed the first glimmer of dawn as light reflected in its polished floor. In January and August 1965, I made two visits to the Zen Ryoanji stone garden in Kyoto, and both times looking at stones and rocks that could be mountains, clouds, earth, sea and sand, I experienced the oneness of the universe. On the 11th of September 1965, I began an intense five weeks when I saw many images behind my closed eyes, a sequence of visions. Scrivenings in foreign languages, in yellow and blue, a puddle and an orb of fire within it, corn stalks with many ears of corn, a descent into a well. I had more visions on the 13th of September, a series of gold heads, diamonds in green and mauve. When I got off to sleep, I dreamt of an earthquake and rushed downstairs to a courtyard of fallen masonry. When I awoke, I thought I had dreamt of a centre shift I was undergoing from my rational social ego to my deeper spiritual self. I thought I had opened to my imagination and that the images were bubbling up from the spring of my muse. On the 5th of October, I met the 1920s Japanese poet Junzaburo Nishiwaki, known as Japan's T.S. Eliot, near one of my universities, in a small cafe with sawdust on the floor. And over sake, rice wine, I asked him to sum up the wisdom of the East. Talking of Confucius's use of yin and yang and the Tao, he said, 
the absolute is where there is no difference, and wrote out on a business reply card that was poking out of a copy of Encounter I had with me, plus A plus minus A equals zero. And I immediately saw that a oneness, a unity, reconciles all opposites, day and night, life and death, the finite and the infinite, time and eternity. On the 11th of October, I went to the bathroom and was flooded with golden light behind my closed eyes. The pattern was of rings, a golden net. On the 17th of October, I fell asleep in the afternoon and woke at 4.30 and went to my study and seemed to be a floor below my thoughts. My centre shift was nearly complete. The next morning, Monday the 18th of October 1965, I stayed at home and something extraordinary happened. I recorded in my diary, which is In Awakening to the Light, published by Element in 1994, All morning I have been filled with a round white light. I cannot see it except occasionally when I glimpse it and am dazzled, but I know it is there. It is like a white sun. This, I suppose, is what Christians refer to as the soul, the centre of the self, and the mystical experience is given meaning by the relation between the centre and the sun, so that everything is one. That experience of the light ended my first mystic life. Nearly six years later, after a long dark night of the soul, I began my second mystic life on the 3rd of September 1971 with a number of intense images and visions, far more intense and profound than I had had until then. On Friday the 10th of September 1971, a day that has meant as much to me as Monday the 23rd of November 1654 meant to Pascal, in the lining of whose doublet that date and the word fire were found sewn after his death in 1662, I had an overwhelming and momentous experience of illumination for an hour and a half of a white light flowing upwards, a tree of white fire. Visions wobbled up like bubbles from a spring and I saw a white flower like a chrysanthemum or dahlia, my first glimpse of the golden flower, and many patterns and old paintings of gods and saints. A small circle of white light went deep up into the heavens, behind my closed eyes, and changed to a celestial curtain blowing in the wind, like the aurora borealis. And a centre of light shining down as if from a great height, a sun breaking through cloud, a fountain of white light. This experience was followed by more visions and raptures in the coming months, many of which can be found in my poems. I have recorded 112 experiences of the light in my works. My awakening in Japan proved to be a turning point in my life. 
It took over the silence in mid-poem, and as I grappled to understand what was happening to me and cope with the many images and visions, I knew I had to pursue a writing career and set out the oneness of the universe in several disciplines. I knew I had to prioritise becoming cross-disciplinary, like a Renaissance man, over being a one-discipline professor, and although I was offered a chair for life in the Tokyo University, where the polymath, poet and critic William Empson taught in the 1930s, I left Japan and applied myself to the cross-disciplinary research that would result in my writing nearly 60 books. Initially, I cast around for references to the fire or light in Tokyo bookshops and spent 25 years getting together the research for The Fire and the Stones, which was published by Element in 1991, which appeared towards the end of my mystic way. I could have done with that work in 1965, when I was hunting for similar experiences in books. I did not grasp until recently that my universalism, my philosophy of the fundamental unity of the universe and all humankind, and of all history, philosophy, literature and international politics, which should arguably be a new university subject in its own right, came out of that awakening in 1965, as did all my books. Many of my works refer to the Eastern formulaic thinking of plus A plus minus A equals zero, and I have just completed a draft of The Algorithm of Creation, to be published by O Books in 2023, which traces the course of the creation and expansion of the universe to its end in terms of that Eastern wisdom. My mystical experience of the fire or light, after a centre shift, transformed my way of looking at the universe as I instinctively saw its oneness and harmony. My thinking turned to the lot of humankind and I set out a political universalism that will benefit all humanity, a partly federal democratic world state that can be found in World State, published by O-Books 2018. Over the decades, I have turned 180 degrees from nationalism, thinking in terms of self-contained nation-states, to supranationalism, thinking in terms of the unity behind all nation-states and history's civilizations. I did not know it at the time, but the mystic way would take me three decades to complete. It begins with awakening and continues with purgation and a first mystic life and centre shift to the first illumination, then a long dark night of the soul which further purges, then a second mystic life and full illumination, then a further long period of darkness the dark night of the spirit in which new powers flow in, infused knowledge, and then two more mystic lives, separated by yet a further long period of darkness. At its end is permanent unitive living 
in which the universe is perceived instinctively as a unity, as there has now been a permanent centre shift to living through the spirit. Spiritual awakening is a key sequence of events in a long process that in my experience can take the best part of 30 years. The new self then instinctively lives in permanent knowledge of the underlying harmony of the universe and humankind. And this is what I have reflected in my works for a further 30 years. Thanks so much for downloading the Spiritual Awakenings podcast. Do join us for the next episode.